Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Look and Listen podcast. Once again, we're back with another one-on-one episode. And as you already know, each one of these is designed to bring you a brand new conversation, brand new interview, brand new perspective. the brand new introduction oh some brand new production Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash looklistenpod. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Party people, welcome back. Once again, Look and Listen podcast. We have returned I got the TV movie mistress with me, Moji. What's up? What up, y'all? We are back once again to uh, talk about Black Lightning. This time we will be covering, briefly covering episodes two and three, and then doing a character by character for uh, episode four. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before we get into that, Moji, how you doing this evening? I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> She's here and we're glad to have her. You know okay. what I mean? Can I tell you something adorable? Oh yeah. I see my friend's daughter and I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey princess, how are you doing? She's gotta be like ten, maybe mm-hmm. eleven. And she just looks at me and she sighs and she's like, Life. Oh man. <laughs> at ten years old. Yeah, like no more than man. ten. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna use that going forward. I was just like, what is what what What's going on, What's going on with you? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Like, life. <laughs> Yo, life. shit is real, man. I I was uh, I was out last night 
Um, this was homecoming weekend for a lot of schools, uh, mine included NC State. And I'm not really a school spirit person or, or you know, all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I actually went out to this party that they had for the black alumni last night, which actually one of my boys um, is is now running that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to YO, Showstoppers Entertainment. Um, they are, you know, he's now the, the person that's going to be doing all of the, the black alumni stuff for homecoming or whatever so this was his first year doing it in in the future you know they'll, they'll continue to have him do it so we went out there to show some love and all that kind of stuff and you know i saw some you know some of my other close friends or whatever but there was you know some some folks that i saw last night that you know we're, we're cool or whatever but you know how you kind of just make small talk and stuff like that you know what i'm saying you don't really get a chance to really talk to them in depth or whatever and there was a few people who I'm sure, you know, if, if we were to actually be able to sit down and have a little bit of a rap for a second, they probably could have said the same thing that Shorty said. Like, yo, what's going on with you, man, man? Yo, life, bro, <laughs> life, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty funny, man. But, um, yeah, life is real, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, We, we definitely can't avoid that. It's, it's, it's something that affects us all. It's kind of funny to think of a 10-year-old saying that, but 10-year-olds got problems, too problems too that playground life ain't no joke it ain't no joke man you know what i'm saying shit is shit is real on the playgrounds man recess is is you know hard work you know anyway um like i said man um we're gonna go ahead and and uh get into these uh these episodes um oh one more thing i want to say about last night too uh, last night I saw a superhero and he was black he said this is for the streets black lightning's back I hate you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you knew it was coming you knew I was trying for y'all to sort of push him but he remembered I remember that's right alright so what we're gonna do like I said just briefly touch on episodes two and three and then do a little bit more detailed work on episode four i didn't get uh, a chance to kind of go back and and watch episodes two and three um so i just have the imdb summary of them and then if there's anything else that you know either of us want to say about these two episodes then we can do that um but really what i was going to do anyway was just kind of touch on some highlights i think what i'll do from from this point on is just i'll go back and rewatch those episodes like before the next one starts so when when episode five airs i'll watch rewatch that one sometime between then and six take a couple notes you know what i'm saying nothing really detailed just to get some of the bigger themes and maybe a thought or two about them and stuff like that so that by the time we come back to record or whatever then i've got a couple notes on those things so i don't have to just depend on this but mm -hmm. um but for right now, so the summary for episode two says that Jefferson must break the news to his students and faculty that he is stepping down, uh, stepping down as principal, uh, as we you know, heard in the first episode, he was going to have to stepping down or being pushed down, pushed down, really pushed <laughs> down. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, there's also uh, a, a note here that says struggling with his new life as painkiller. Khalil pays visit to Jennifer in hopes of mending things uh, and Tobias continues to enact his plan. So those are some of the big things that happen, um, <coughs> excuse me, in episode two. Um, like you said, Jeff was really forced out by the board 
um, because they were talking about closing the school down permanently if he didn't step aside. Um, and they named this this dude Mike Lowry, not not Mike Lowry, the one that we know and love, but Mike Lowry. Uh, this why white you gotta, dude. Why you gotta be that person? Lowry's, Lowry's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're not giving it to this white right man. Nah, man. Nah, he ain't. He ain't the, the only Mike Lowry that we acknowledge is Will Smith, and according to him and Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys Three is coming. So, the real Mike Lowry will will stand up in the future or whatever. But this dude, he's a clown. Um, so you know, Jeff had to break it down to the students, which we saw. I think that was that was when they had the assembly and everything and you know the students stood up and, and called back to him some of the, the sayings and the quotes that he always does and all that kind of stuff um, and then like they said Khalil you know is, is trying to reach out to Jennifer and all that kind of stuff which he's been doing apparently ever since um, ever since he attacked the school and all that kind of stuff maybe even further back than that um, and then Tobias doing his thing, which basically is just like killing everybody, you know what I'm saying? Getting information and then wiping out everybody that has um, any kind of knowledge or anything that would tie him to killing Jeff's dad, he's trying to get rid of. So that's that's when he starts to, um, you know, do those things. Um, are, are there any things, any things that you want to mention about those things? Anything else that you remember from episode two? Um, I mean, in episode two, it really was about, I mean, episode one was really like, they sort of went straight in and episode two sort of like was a little bit laid back, mm -hmm. but I like the whole play between Khalil and Jennifer, um, sort of how they, well, I'm glad. I need her to do better, Yeah. but she young. So, I mean, I do like that relationship and where it's going. But nothing really major. I was sort of more, I think like more stuff happened in episode three for me yeah. um, than episode two. I mean, yeah, Lynn sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Lynn being Lynn, but that's <laughs> every episode. It sure is. It surely is. All right, so that's, yeah, that's pretty much episode two. Those are our thoughts. We didn't get any emails this week, um, so it's just us talking about it. Uh, so for episode three, uh, the summary says Jeff cleans out his desk after the board retires him as principal. Meanwhile, Anissa goes uh, looking for money to keep uh, Holt's clinic from going uh, from going under. Uh, Lynn gets a new co-worker and Jennifer meets a woman with a unique gift. So, yeah, in this one, um, <clears throat> as it says, Jeff starts cleaning out his desk. The new principal comes in. Um, he's already throwing his weight around. He starts putting in metal detectors and all that kind of stuff. You know, all the stuff that Jeff didn't want. Um, he starts doing. Um, Anissa, you know, she, she goes out and starts robbing drug dealers because, you know, when we talked about episode, back in episode one, you know, they were talking about, I think it was like over $500,000 was needed to get uh, mm -hmm. to get to get the people out of the pies and return them to their families and everything and i can't remember if she started doing that at that point but over the course of these couple episodes she she hits a couple spots um not really in much of a disguise really just like a mask to cover her face and a hoodie um and she's using her powers you know what i'm saying which i didn't think that made much sense because 
everybody knows Thunder and, and kind of like what her powers are. You know what I'm saying? And she was using them shits while she was doing her thing. So you would think that somebody would be able to put two and two together and figure out that this is her. They haven't done that to this point, even in episode four. They haven't figured it out. But eventually, I feel like that's going to, you know, become a thing. Um, and she basically does a Robin Hood. You know what I'm saying? She robs them and brings the money to the church, you know, Reverend mm-hmm. Reverend Clifton Powell. Uh, Red Bottom. Yeah. Reverend Clifton Powell. Yeah. Every, right, every time I see this nigga, I think of two characters in particular. I think of uh, Cuddy from uh, Dead Presidents, mm-hmm. and I think of Pinky from uh, Next Friday and Friday After Next or whatever. Those are the... I know he's played a lot of people. You know, he's had a lot of roles. Oh, and um, Chauncey. I'm not going to say the way that they called him in, in the movie, but Chauncey from uh, Menace in Society. Y'all, y'all know what I mean. F-word-ass Chauncey. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, so what do you think about uh, these things? You know, Jeff cleaning out his desk and then Anissa, uh, you know, doing her Robin Hood thing. Uh, Jeff was like a real <clears throat> bitch. Um, understandable. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm the kind of person I like to think about worst case scenario, which is sort of like my thing. Uh-huh. But like, you know this board. You've been working with this board for decades. And you haven't, you, you're making alliances with gang members, but not the board. Like, you're more comfortable going out on these streets with Lala than, like, getting people on the inside to know when shit's going down. So that was a little bit weird. Yeah, um, I But I, I also understand that, because, you know, sometimes you, you could deal with ratchet people more than you can do deal with people in suits who want to use $500 words when you just want to say you can catch these hands. Yeah. So maybe that's what it, a part of it was. But also, I love the hallway scene with Anissa. Because at first, I didn't even think that was Anissa. I thought maybe it was like her girl, Grace. Uh-huh. Um, but I love that entire fight scene when she took down the thieves in there. Right. Um, Or in the trap house. That's what that is, right? Yeah. Um. So for the people out there who don't know, what is a trap house letter? And for the people out there, I mean me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, for you, a trap house is a drug house. Is is where they, you know, where they cook and sell drugs at. Is where Why don't we no longer calling them trap houses though? Well, it's, I, that's a slang. Just, just you know, what I'm saying like it's a slang that um, I think started in the south or whatever. Um, if I'm wrong, somebody can correct me. But I think they just call like where where niggas hustle. They call it like the trap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. This is the the same way that people might call it a dope house or whatever like that. Like it's yeah. it's just a, yeah, a place I'm used to. right dope a dope house. Houses, yeah, it's the, it's the right right right. It's the it's the exact same thing. It's just trap is a, a different slang. Cause like some the way that people say like yo I used to hustle, um you know you know you you know that hustling means selling drugs or whatever. Um you know some people say you know I used to trap. You know, I, I was a trapper, I, you know, trap boys or whatever like that. It's like a southern thing, I think. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a trap house is. It's, it's a, a dope spot. You know what I mean? Um, yo, and I wanted to mention, you mentioned Grace, yo. I forgot to, we, we, we didn't touch on this for these two episodes. Um, Anissa is on some shit, yo. Like, she was, um, she, she was fucking with this chick. Um, and I think episode two, she, there was this singer that she was trying to get at. Um, 
you know, they, they presented it like we're supposed to know who this girl is, but I don't know who Shorty is, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who she is. At but all. but she was fine though. I, I looked her up. Like when I watched the episode, I was like, Who is this motherfucker? I, I I looked her up on um the IMDB page or whatever to find out what her name is and what her age is. And, you know, cause I wanted to make sure that it was okay and legal for me to lust over her the way that I was doing. Um and she's definitely over twenty one, so you know what I'm saying, that's that's good. And I, I forget the woman's name, the actress's name, but, you know, she was doing a thing with, with her and, and, you know, they were, you know, flirting and then apparently, you know, they had some sex and they were on a, you know, rooftop on a penthouse and all this type of thing. And Grace saw Anissa at a party with Shorty and Anissa was kind of fronting on her and she was, you know, smiling all up in her face like she didn't treat this woman like shit, like she didn't ghost on her and everything. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> I think it might have been in episode three when she saw her. She went to like the bar or whatever, the the bar um, that Grace is working at. And she went to go talk to her and was like, you know, half ass apologizing. Like, yo, you know, I'm sorry that you seen me out, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm, I was free. I'm not dating nobody so I can do what I want to do. I'm like, yo, you're not really apologizing. You really not. You saw that smile on her face, like hey. Yeah, yeah, that's I was some bullshit. Like, this bitch. Yeah. So and I, I would have done exactly what Grace did, which was <clears> put her cup <throat> down and turned around and kept it moving because I was like, we're yeah. not doing this when I'm at work. Exactly. Like we we don't need to be doing it like this. Period. But definitely not when I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is not the fucking move, man. So I don't like the way that they have Anissa treating this lady. You know, I, I we don't really know much about Grace, so it's not even about, oh, Grace is so sweet and all this kind of stuff. I really don't have any investment in her at this point, but it's just like, Anissa, you can be better than this, man. Like, it's okay if, if you're single and you feel like you can kind of play the field or whatever, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna apologize, then fucking apologize. Don't do no shit like that. Don't be, don't be, as they say, a fuck boy. Don't, don't be that type of person, you know what I mean? So... I don't like that part of Anissa's personality that she's kind of like sort of a trash ass individual when it comes to her dating life. At least at this nah, point, I'm fine with that. Oh, There's you fine with it? To us. I'm 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 fine with it just because one, I don't I as a black woman, I don't get to see a lot of black women get to be the fuck boy with the, with, with the charming <laughs> sensibility, especially. And I'm not LGBTQ. I mean, sexuality is fluid. Holla at me, Rihanna. But, yeah, well. um, <laughs> Yo, Rihanna, holla at me too. <laughs> and then, and then you emoji together, come holla at me, and let's make this thing work. You know what I mean? How you throwing yourself in there? I, yeah, I'm trying to throw myself in there. I mean, if y'all, if y'all will have me. I if you, okay, keyword, if we will have you. Yeah. But um, I, I, we don't get to see a lot of women like this. Like, if, I feel like if this, if in this was a dude, it would be like, oh, he's so cute, and da 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 da. So I like seeing someone that I don't get. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, she is trash for the way she's treating Grace. I don't like that part of yeah. it, but the character itself, um, I, I like how she's being written just because it's not something we often get to see. Um, now, hopefully she gets her life together, but you know, I don't want yeah. her to go in all Batman and all serious about shit. Like, yeah. you know, like we'll talk about it in episode four. Yes. Um, you know, with Jefferson sort of like, oh, you're not taking this seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, maybe she's just trying to do things differently. And maybe at the end of the day, she sees things Jefferson's way. But I still like the journey of her getting there. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, everyone shouldn't be, you don't become Batman overnight. You kind of go through the levels of figuring out why you shouldn't break the law and why you shouldn't give bags of money to the um, preacher with the red bottoms. But I feel like (laughs) it's kind of um, unrealistic to sort of be like, you go from zero to 360 overnight. Word. I feel you. Um, I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and her her being LGBTQ is is a uh, a different twist on you know sort of the way that we see this happening. Um, it, it, her the way they don't have her being she's she's not a dude at all, and she's not you know it's not like a a role that was written for a man that a woman happens to be playing. But you normally would see like a guy sort of play it this way and it's not to say that women don't but just on screen that part of the game isn't isn't represented too much so i feel what you're saying about that you know what i'm saying um i still want her to to eventually well it could because it could be a thing where you know she's kind of young right now you know what i mean she's young right now she's like 23 or something so that's how she you know that's kind of how she plays it with the dating game you know what i'm saying when i was 23 I might not have been kicking it like that, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm sure that I know for sure that the way that I, you know, the way that I talk to women and the way that I sort of handle situations and stuff is different than I do at 38, you know what I'm saying? In, in the day and game. Not even me. Shit, yeah. I look, I mean, I'm so good of a fuckboy. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you lack maturity at that. Age. You do, yeah. And, and those are things that you have to learn and that you have to grow into in, in certain ways or whatever. So some of it could just be because of. Um, the stage of life that she's in and she's trying to just kind of figure it out or whatever so you know um, so yeah Um, and then you know what else was there last couple just quick things about this episode oh Lynn's new co-worker what do you think about this 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 white lady that that they got working with Lynn right now shady yeah she's definitely shady I mean, she's also crazy and a psychopath, so that's yeah. gonna be interesting to see where she goes. Yeah. Um, and also because we've already seen Lynn herself exhibit shady behavior. Oh, so all I the don't time. Know if this is gonna be like a bad plus bad, or leaning bad. Like maybe this is what pushes her to Breaking Bad, maybe, or one of the things. Yeah, it's like a spy versus spy type of thing or something. You know what I mean? White spy versus black spy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I the lady is definitely on some shit, but you know, like we said, I I think Lynn is kind of on some shit too. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, and Jennifer meets a woman with a unique gift. So that's Erica Alexander, aka Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, from Living Single. Um, what did you think about them bringing her in and her trying to help Jen? Um, you know, harness her powers. Loved it. I yeah. love. I mean, I don't like how like her parents just sort of threw a therapist at her and didn't like let her know. Right. Um. But I. I mean, one, we love Maxine Shaw, attorney of law. So yeah. I feel like them bringing in old school heavy hitters like this one. I'm always happy to see a um a black actor who's been around for a long time get a check. Yep. And um uh, and like her and Jeff back in the day were on the same show. They were right. Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah. Yeah, he was the handyman. He was well. He was, uh, I think, a love interest for Queen Latifah's character. You right. You right. I'm thinking about Ovalton. Oval. Oval. Ovalton. Ovalton. Um, what's, <laughs> what's his name? Overton. 
over 10, close enough. She but said yeah, over no, 10. I like her character. Um, she, I like her power, which is sort of transporting you to a different place where Jen can kind of work on her power. So I did like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like it. <laughs> I like and it especially too. Especially because, like, last week or the episode prior to this, Jeff was like, Where are we going to find a therapist that deals with people with superhuman power? And I'm yeah. like, That took y'all like one week. Right. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I don't really have much else to say. Like you said, I, I don't like how they had her. Because what happened was just Jen was walking, like, she was in a park somewhere or whatever, and this lady was just kind of eyeballing her. She's like, Yo, can I help you? And she, the lady, she. She put out her hand to shake her hand, like, yo, I'm I forget what she said her name was. But she was like, Yeah, I'm I'm so and so or whatever. And they shook hands and then as soon as they touched, they fucking transported to some other spot. And like you said, nobody told Jen anything about this. So it's just another case of I think Jeff and, and Lynn not being good at communicating with the kids, or at least with Jennifer. Um, they're making decisions about her. And not including her in that or whatever. And that kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. Because even though she's like 16, she's in that in-between stage where she's not a fucking baby. You know, she's not an adult who can do everything for herself just yet. But she's definitely old enough for you to be able to talk to her and include her in certain things. Um, and they don't do that. So, you know, this was just another example of that. Um, all right. So <coughs> those were... <coughs> The episodes that we did not cover the last couple weeks and now we're on to episode four and i did another character by character breakdown um and i'll just call out the names and if you want to pick one then we can do that or i can just do them in the order that i have them listed whichever works so we got jeff lynn anissa jen and uh, tobias this week has his own little category and then miscellaneous popped up again too Let's go and let's get Lynn out of the way. Yeah, let's get her ass out of the way. <laughs> scoop ball head ass Lynn. Damn, so I didn't say all that though. She got a scoop ball head, man. Does she though? She does. does. See, now I feel like I can't ever show you my picture when I was bald. No, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's the shape of this <laughs> motherfucker's head. You can show me any picture of yourself that you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. I'm messing with you. <laughs> but no, nah, it's it's not just a thing. It's not just a function of her being a woman with short haircut. She got a scoop ball head, man. Um, <laughs> so scoop ball head, Aslan. I got three uh three little things for her. So the first one is um she's doing more work with the pop people. Um, we just mentioned a second ago that she's got this new coworker, which I didn't. I don't know this name, so her name. So I'll just call her Becky. Um, you know, what I'm saying. This lady really only cares about, excuse me, the data. So she's talking about the people that she was doing some kind of thing where she, this guy, one of the guys in the pods, um, he's got, he had some kind of power where he like could freeze or something like that. And she was doing some kind of thing where she was trying to test him in a certain type of way. And then all of a sudden, like he kind of, his powers, you know, started uh, working and then he kind of, did something and he ended up dying or whatever like that. So it was kind of like a really quick type of, you know, bang, bang situation. But this woman really was just talking about him and about the other uh, people in there like they're not fucking people. So she was, you know, she's really just about the data. She's really about the science of it. 
um, she refers to them. I forget what word she uses, but it's basically just like she doesn't see these people as people or whatever. And I, I of course, I, I took it in one way because, you know, she's a scientist or whatever. But then also on a larger scale, looked at it as, you know, the way that a lot of white people and the way that a lot of people that are in privileged situations don't look at at other folks, you know, who are different than them as people. You know what I'm saying? The way that they refer to people and, and the way that they sort of describe them and and talk about what happens to a person and stuff like that. You don't really see me as an individual. Um, so you'll use certain language in describing me or what happens to me or whatever. So I, I kinda took that from from what she was saying, um, with this with this particular man and then with everybody else that's in there. Um the second point for Lynn is uh she's sad about losing that guy. Um and she you know, there's a scene where she tells Jeff about that. Uh, and the fact that uh, Jennifer broke another computer, um, you know, there's a scene which we'll talk about uh, with Jen or we could mention it now. Actually, you know, Jen was sitting at her computer doing some work or whatever, and she gets a message like an instant message from Khalil and she ignores it at the time. But when she goes to, like, touch the computer again, like she zapped it and set it on fire and all that. So Lynn is telling him about that. Um, and they also talk about that being one of the reasons why they feel like they should keep her out of school longer uh, because she doesn't have control over her power powers and Jeff also brings up the chaos at the school which we'll get to uh, when we talk about him um, they don't think that it's safe for her to go back to school and everything um, and he says that uh, he wants to take back the school from Lowry you know he doesn't like the way that Lowry's handling his business <coughs> and he feels like <clears throat> you know I need to do something and she's like yeah go ahead and take it back you know like do what you got to do um and the last thing for scootball is uh that she and becky disagree about the purpose of their research you know the white lady says that you know we're in it for the science of it and all that like i said but then she also mentions at a point that she noticed that um it was some of the samples it looks like the people might be related and so she's like yo imagine a whole family of metahumans and how we could poke and pride them and, and you know and study them and blah 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 and of course Lynn you know was kind of making a face because she's like shit that's my family you know what I'm saying and she tries to steer the conversation and the the attention of of what they're doing back onto the research, you know what I'm saying? Well, she says, okay, well, yeah, that's cool, but let's get focused on, you know, what, we, what we're working on right now, blah, 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 you know, trying to, you know, change the subject and everything. Um, so what do you, uh, do you have any comments on anything that we uh, mentioned here with Lynn? Yeah, Lynn is making decisions that are slowly going to lead to big, bad decisions. Yeah. And that... <clears throat> Because I don't know what game she thinks she's playing with this dude. Because even he himself said, you asked for this job. Now, I understand she wants to help people. But at the same time, you have a family of superhero beings at home. You would mm -hmm. think that would make you not want to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's a pride or ego thing. Because she thinks she's the best at it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's going to be a good or smart idea for her in the long run. Yeah, like, I don't really understand what exactly she wants to do. Like, why why she wanted to take charge of the pods and all that kind of stuff and what her ultimate goal is. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think that there might be some level of pride because, you know, Bill Duke was fucking with her 
and she didn't really like that or whatever. And then he actually sort of gave her this this new partner that she's working with as well and said, well, y'all figure this thing out. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens with, with all of this stuff. Um, anything else for Lynn before we move on? No, don't she? Um, I, I hope we get to see her place one day. Because the way she just be yeah, like, man. Dude. Yo, speaking of which, man, I'm I'm convinced that she lived with Tobias. Like she lives in this nigga's <laughs> building. You wildin', you wildin'. took it too far. Sir. Maybe not live with him like their roommates or whatever, but like she lives in his building or his neighborhood or something like that. Like there has right, to be imagine. there has to be a reason why we have not seen this woman's house, man. Cause they can't afford the set. That's I'm, all I'm listen, thinking. you over here thinking she quiet. It's not. Let's look, Moji. We've been we've been to Gamby's house. We've seen Khalil's house, his mother's house. I can't remember if in season one. I I can't remember if um when Henderson and his wife had dinner with Jeff and the family. If it was at Jeff's house or if it was at um at Henderson's house. But um, but you know what I'm saying it. We saw that, and then shit. We've even seen the house that Jeff grew up in. We've seen that fucking cabin in the woods. Oh damn, you're right. We've seen a lot of locations. You might be right now. So we haven't seen happen. where Lynn lives at, man. And I'm wondering why. There's gotta be a reason, man. This motherfucker, she's either the feds <laughs> or she fucking works for Tobias or something like that, man. But right now she got fed clearance, so she is the feds. Yeah, but it's some. It's, I'm. I feel like there's a reason for it, man. There's got to be a reason for it, cause there's I like no. That. I like that. I like where you're going. With that. There's no reason for us to see Gamby's house necessarily. I mean, we know where he he's usually at the um the shop, which doubles <laughs> as yeah, which which doubles as you know what I'm saying a place of business, but then also you know his secret lair where where he does all of his um Alfred type shit. Um, and we seen Khalil's mom's house a couple times and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So there's got to be a reason why we haven't seen Lynn's house, man. And and I will give this to you. You are absolutely yeah. Wrong. And I, I know like, I know yeah. certain people are gonna hear this and, and roll their eyes and tweet me and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, you roll them eyes, and when you finish, you think about what I said because you know I'm right. Your girl is living foul. Um. Anyway, who's the next person you want to talk about? You pick one. All right, I'll go with uh, I will go with uh Tobias. You don't want to save that for last? We'll save Tobias for last. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still picking. I told you to pick. Peer pressure. <laughs> I'll do Jeff since we've got a lot of Jeff stuff for this episode. So once we get through his stuff, then we'll we'll have lighter load the rest of the way. Uh, so the first thing with Jeff is uh, he conf- he confronts Anissa about her Robin Hood thing. Um, he says that unlike the criminals, you know, they have rules to follow and tells her as long as she's going to live under his roof, she's got to follow his rules. And she's like, yo, fuck that. I'm out. Um, so she's going to leave. And I remember tweeting that at that point. Well, maybe she can go stay with Lynn and maybe <laughs> we can see Lynn's house. They don't like her, their mama. Yeah. You can tell that. I mean, their parents divorced. Yeah. And they both stayed with Jeff. Right. There's a reason Even for that. The reason she divorced Jeff. Right. Was because she felt her kids were in danger. And that's another thing that points to Lynn being shady, man. Because nine times out of ten, 
if a family divorces in a male-female marriage, the kids usually go with the mom. It's got to pretty much be an extreme circumstance for the kids not to go with the mom. You know what I'm saying? So we know that we know these two things to be true about Miss Lynn. She don't have her kids and we've never seen her house. That's all I'm saying. Number two. Number two. He apologizes to Lynn for all the things that she's been through because he and the girls have powers. They mentioned specifically when she had to shoot that guy last season. And she was like, don't worry about it. It was a life or death situation. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I chose life, so I had to do what I had to do. Um, the third thing, uh, he meets with Hen uh, at the police station. And Hen Dog tells him that, you know what I'm saying, they have to let Tobias go because of a lack of evidence against him. And Jeff says, well, you know, go ahead and put me on the stand. Um, I can tell I can tell the jury and I can prove that I was there when Tobias killed my father. And, you know, this is the first time Henderson is hearing about this. So he's like, damn, brother, you have any other secrets or half truths or lies, anything else that you want to tell me? Um, I'm all for Henderson, you know what I'm saying, being mad at this nigga and, and letting him know, like, yo, man, I don't appreciate the fact that you've been hiding all this shit from me. Um, but at the same time, I understand why Jeff sort of felt the need to keep certain things a secret. Um, so it's kind of a a balancing act. I can sort of see both sides, but I do like the fact that Henderson is not hiding the fact that, yo, we still boys, but I'm mad at you right now, and I don't like the way you've been getting down now that I'm finding out all this information about you. Um, before we move on to the next few things about Jeff, is there anything else that you want to say about... Uh, his apology to Lynn or with him, you know, talking to Henderson at the station. He seemed like a hurt boo when it came to him and Henderson. Yeah. Which is basically the relationship between besties. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, I always joke with my friends, and it's not a joke, it's the truth. I think I've probably, I'm more like, okay, <clears throat> time for emoji saying too much about herself. But um, when it comes to, like, my um, relationships in terms of, like, dating. Right. And when it comes to, like, my friends, like, I've always been much more emotionally invested. Like, or I guess you could say hurt when my friends do shit than, like, a dude I'm dating. Okay. Where, like, a guy would do some shady shit. I'm like, well, whatever. See you later. Yeah. They're like, you know, it's supposed to, like, other women would be like, ah, let me go key his car. And I'm like, well, whatever. See the next fish. I'm in the ocean. But, like, if it's, like, a friend of mine, guy or girl, but if it's, like, a close friend of mine... And like they do something to hurt me, I'll be like, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh now. man! And they'll be like, I, Dan, you're not doing this right. And I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Like, I get that. So that's how I felt. He was reacting to um, Henderson. Um, yeah. Henderson, I don't blame him for being extra petty. Right. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm all for it, man. You know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's, he's giving this nigga a lot of shit about it. And it's, and it's well-deserved. And hopefully Jeff will realize that if he hasn't already. Um, all right, next point. Uh, there's a scene at the school where he hears some students fighting in the hallway. Um, so he goes out to break it up and has them squash it. He does his Jefferson Pierce thing and has them quote, you know, Malcolm X or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Um, and here comes this punk. So corny. Yeah, here comes punk ass Lowry, 
and you know he's he's throwing his weight around and stuff like that and he asks you know who started the fight um and so he expels the person the kid that that started the fight that threw the first punch he expels him and then um suspended the other kid and said that there's a zero tolerance policy for fighting and jeff jeff is trying to convince him not to do that not to be so harsh on the kids you know don't don't just throw throw them away and all that kind of stuff um and Lowry said something slick to him and then eventually Jeff, you know, storms in his office is like, yo, don't ever talk to me like that again. Um, and Lowry's like, you know, look, you know, I'm not I'm not here for this black Jesus shit. The board puts you here. You know what I'm saying? I, re I really don't give a fuck about you and all of that kind of thing. So, you know, they definitely butted heads. I feel like Lowry needs his ass beat and hopefully that'll happen at some point. Um, look, this white man looks so unseasoned. Yeah. I yeah. was very insulted by the choice. I mean, he was sassy, don't get me wrong. Oh, very. Especially when he was like, maybe that's why they chose the name. He was sassy, but he yeah. was seasoned. Right. Um, but in terms of like the way he came at Jeff, like, oh, just because the board is deciding to keep it, I ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Even though the board made it seem like him staying was a favor to this dude. This dude is like, you ain't doing me no favors. Come or go. I don't care. I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I got the job. You can get the fuck out my face. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, next thing, there's a point later on in the episode. They find out that the clinic is actually being targeted, which is something that he told Anissa earlier. Like, you doing this Robin Hood shit is going to make the clinic a target. And so later on, it actually is. They they get information that it is. So um, she comes over to the house and they, t they talk about that. She actually tells him that. She got some information from Yambi about that. Um, so she comes over and, and it's basically like, I know you want to say I told you so, whatever. So, you know, whatever. But they, you know, they agree that they kind of patch it up. And so in this scene here, um, after uh, Gamby gives them a little bit of a briefing on the, um, the clinic, uh, like entry points and, you know, different stuff that they need to know before going out there or whatever. Um, you know, they suit up and they're watching over the clinic and they continue to have a conversation about rules and the whole stealing thing and all of that kind of stuff. And Gamby is, you know, listening. He's like in a van somewhere. He's listening in and he can see everything that they that they see and all of that. Um, and, you know, he tells her, Jeff tells her, yo, um, if you want to get your own place, I feel like, you know, you can stay at my father's house. Um, yeah. So we're probably going to see that that happen at some point. Um, Even though I felt like his father lived mad, like, far and out of town. Yeah, it seemed like it, right? Um, but, but it's a free place. Don't yeah, it's a free place. Exactly. You got superpowers. You can fly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, and then eventually they noticed they're watching people go in and out of this place. And they noticed that this woman that walked in, when she first walked in, she was she was pregnant. Air quotes up. She was pregnant. But then when she walks out of the place, she's not pregnant anymore. So that catches their eye. And so they take action and Gamby's like, okay, y'all go in and do your thing. I'll, I'll handle her. Um, so he he runs up on the woman, pulls a gun on her and everything like that. She does some old, you know, black dynamite shit and, and gets the gun from him and, and proceeds to whoop his ass. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she whooped his ass pretty expeditiously, as my man Joe Clark would say. Um... And <laughs> we're doing expeditiously. Uh, 
you know what I mean? These hands expeditiously. Expeditiously, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's that's what she did. She gave Gamby the hands, um, and then Jeff and Anissa go into the clinic, and then they find some bombs that were placed in there. So they they go about destroying the bombs and everything. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> couple more things for uh, Jeff. Uh, later on, you know, early I mentioned that he wanted to go testify against Tobias. So they had um, my bae, Sally Richardson. Woo! Good Lord. They had her uh, as a special guest this week. And um, she is like a, some kind of law enforcement. I don't know if she's a, I guess she's a lawyer or something like that. Maybe a DA. And um, they kind of do a test run uh, with him, you know what I'm saying? And she's asking him some things and kind of grilling him like they would if he was in court and everything. And he doesn't do so well with that. Um, and it basically proves their point that, you know, you're not fit to take the stand against Tobias um, because of the way that they would, you know, that they would grill you and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Plus, we can't really prove that you were actually there anyway. Um, so his sort of dream of being able to testify and put Tobias in jail uh, kind of fizzles out at that point. Um, another point is that he was talking to Gamby about the Tobias thing and you know this is like after that and, and Gamby tells him like yeah I, I destroyed everything that would prove that you were there because I was trying to protect you or whatever so there is no way to prove that you were there um, and then the last thing that I have written down for Jeff excuse me is that um, at some point in the episode a little bit later on he calls uh, Jennifer downstairs and tells her that um, Lynn is there as well. But, you know, he he delivers this message that, you know, we don't think that it's safe for you to go back to school. So we're going to homeschool you. And of course, Jennifer is, is very upset about that. So uh, anything else that you want to say about Jeff in any of these uh, situations, you know, whether it be him and Anissa doing their thing at the clinic or, you know, the little test run with the, the court stuff or, you know, any other points with him? No, I think you pretty much covered, Jack. All right. So we will go to Anissa next. Um, just three quick ones about her. Um, there's a scene after she has a fight with Jeff, you know, after the whole, well, if you're going to live under my roof, then you're going to follow my rules. And well, fuck you, dad. I don't want to live under here at all. After they have that whole thing, she's in her room packing up her stuff. And Jennifer comes in, and she's upset. She's she's crying and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, she's upset about that. But Anissa tells her, like, listen, man, I'll always be here for you no matter where I live at. Um, there's another scene where she goes to see Gamby, um, and he says that, you know, she can crash at the spot, you know, at the haberdashery or whatever. You can, you can crash here if you need to, if you want to. Um, and he says, but, you know, I'm going to have to let your parents know that this is where you're at. She was like, all right, cool. Um, and then uh, the last thing, which we already mentioned, but I'll mention it again here in her section, is that um, she got the information from Gamby about the clinic being a target. And, you know what I'm saying, um, she goes back over to the house and um, tells her dad about that. And, you know, they... They, they decide that, okay, we're going to try to stop it. So that's that's how they end up, you know, going to the clinic later on and, and doing their whole superhero thing. It's because she got this information from Gamby 
they kind of patched things up and then said, okay, well, let's let's suit up as Black Lightning and Thunder and, and do what we do. Um, so we got a couple more to go. Uh, next up is Jen. We'll go ahead and do her. Then we'll do the miscellaneous stuff, which we pretty much covered. There's a couple little bullet points, but um, and it will save the bias for last. Uh, so Jennifer, uh, the episode starts off. And I thought this was cool. I want to get your thoughts on this after I read this. Um, the episode starts off with like a vision, you know, not really a dream, but I guess it's like a vision that um, Maxine Shaw was able to help her create where she's going. It looks like she might be going to the prom or something like that with the kid Issa, who we saw uh, a couple episodes ago, the young man that was killed by the cops and then came back to life and everything. Um, she's dressed up to go out with him. So like the family is downstairs and they're all waiting on Jen to come in, you know, come down. So she comes down and she's got her dress on. She looks really cute and stuff. Um, and then when she gets down there or whatever, then there's like a knock on the door and then Khalil comes in and, you know, he interrupts the whole thing. He's like, you know, really this dude? And he shoots his darts at everybody in there. Um, so he hits the poison darts and, and kills everybody. And then he tries to shoot one at Jen and she, you know, dodges it or whatever. And then they end up getting into a fight and she uses her superhero powers to uh to defeat him or whatever but what i wanted to say and what i want to get your reaction to was yo even though this was a dream sequence and this didn't happen yet or whatever my girl jen can fight man yeah she can I she, like she's gonna be the strongest of she's all. gonna she definitely she's gonna be the strongest one in terms of powers but i think she's gonna be the nicest with the hands too because like um i remember uh you know hearing people talk about the fight scenes in general and, and sort of like the fight scenes with like Anissa and stuff like that and how, you know, sometimes they don't really, you know, look as crisp as, as they can or whatever. But um this young actress that's playing Jennifer, like, she she's very good. I don't know I don't know any of her other work. Um I think I've heard that she's been on some Disney stuff or whatever. So I don't know how much fighting she's done on that shit, but um I don't know if she's got any kind of training for real or whatever, but she she was holding her own in this fight scene or whatever. So I was pretty excited to see that because to me, I was, it was just like a preview of um, what what's to come. You know what I'm saying? Like when she really does go full time with the superhero life or whatever. So I thought that yeah. was pretty dope. You know, you know who Jen's powers remind me of? Who? Did you ever watch Watchmen? Uh, I think I have seen that, yeah. If you think? I think. You think, okay. Don't judge me. Shit. I'm judging you because you Watchmen is not something you think. You either know or you haven't. But it's the one with um what's homeboy's name. Oh, um, you oh, you don't know his name? Shut up. He was um he's been well, Watchmen one is a comic book, um, adaptation. Um, but basically there's this dude in there. Um shut up. <laughs> you silently judge me. That's exactly what I'm doing. He was the blue dude in the Watchmen. The blue dude. You don't even know his name. At least I know did, I watched. Did it. you see this motherfucking movie? <laughs> I have, and I have the comic. It's amazing. Wow. But what is the actor's name? Um, okay, I'm scrolling through right now. This is terrible. Uh, ba, 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 Dr. Manhattan. Uh huh. Bam. Um, who's basically like this super powered like almost godlike superhero but he's really not a superhero but just sort of like 
the whole trope of Watchmen, who's watching the superheroes, because all of these people got issues as fuck. Right. Um, I'm going to send you a picture real quick. But basically, he's like a nuclear reactor. He can shape things. He can mold things. He can explode things. He mm-hmm. can make it big, make it small. And that's sort of the vibe I'm getting with um, Jen's powers. Okay. So, again, it's like she might not seem like she's the most powerful, um, but when you look at everybody else's powers around her, it's sort of like um, brute force. And yeah. I feel like her powers are going to be beyond brute force. It's going to be like she can create shit out of it. I sent you the link. Just I, yeah, it's coming link. up. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. That that makes sense. She because she she definitely generated power. You know what I'm saying. So I think you're probably right with this with that um, thought about her um, and what she can do and what she will be able to do. Even though you didn't know the blue guy's name. Um, <laughs> any, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> The next thing with her, um, already mentioned um, her and Anissa talking, but one other thing to add about that is that while they were um, having their sister moment, uh, she got a, um, a text message from Khalil, and Anissa was like, yo, um, you know, leave that nigga alone, you know what I'm saying? Like, stay away from him, you know, don't respond to him and all that kind of thing. Uh, third point is, um, there's a scene where Jeff comes home and she's sitting in the living room talking, um, watching TV, and he tries to talk to her. She gives her she gives him the silent treatment because you know she's she's upset about the fact that he and Anissa got into it and now Anissa is leaving. Um, number four, um, we already talked about the her burning up the the computer. Once again, that was because she got a, a instant message from Khalil. And she accidentally destroyed her laptop. Um, after that, um, mentioned the fact about her going to um, that they're going to homeschool her, and that she's upset about that. And the last thing about her, which I did not like, was that apparently she reached out to Khalil. And um, there's a scene late in the episode where you know she's sitting down in the hallway at the high school. Um, it's nighttime or whatever, and then he walks in, and you know they say hello to each other, and he sits down next to her. So they're gonna talk about something and all that kind of thing. So she's doing exactly what she said that she wouldn't do, and what other people have told her to do, which is to stay away from him. Now she's made contact with him and is actually meeting up with him or whatever. So we'll see what happens with that. But I I didn't like that look. Um, what did you think about that? I mean, I didn't like it either. This just smells like a young, bad relationship. Yeah. Um, But, you know, look look at the people above her. They're not exactly, they're older and they're not making the best of decisions. This is true. This is true. Um, So look look what she's following. Yeah. So, I mean, I want better for her. Me too. Me too. She... She's one of my favorite characters, man. Um, I think she's a, a sweet kid, man, and, and she's been placed in a tough situation um, through no fault of her own. Um, the powers being one thing, but then also 
the family dynamic being another one and sort of being caught in the middle of it, you know what I'm saying? And we never find out exactly the reason, the the full reason why, you know, Jeff and Lynn got divorced and we don't know what, what age the girls were when this happened and all that kind of stuff, but it affects different people differently. Um, Anissa being older has a different reaction to it, even though she lives or has been living with them. Um, she went off to college and all this kind of stuff. So it's not the same as being, you know, under that roof every day um, and, and having to deal with your parents splitting up and stuff like that. You know, my mine got divorced when I was five. So that was so long ago. I can't really remember what, what that was like, but it would have been different if it would have happened when I was like 12 or 13. or You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it was when when her parents got divorced. So she's got a lot of stuff going on, man. But um I think she's going to end up being the most powerful one out of all of them. And she'll probably be, she'll probably have the coolest powers. And when we see her get fully into this, this superhero thing, she might have some of the best action scenes too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we'll move on to miscellaneous. We've covered a few of these things, but there are a couple things that I want to mention. Um, number one is that, Gamby shows the footage of Anissa beating up the drug dealers and taking their money um, for the church to Jeff. Um, he's trying to keep Jeff in the loop about everything or whatever. So, you know, he's like, yeah, this is what she was doing. And this is, um, you know, how she's been getting the money and all this kind of stuff. And that's what actually sparks the whole conversation and argument about, you know, we need to have rules and you know, you gotta, you gotta follow the rules and, and, you know, if not, then you, you gotta get out of my house. Um, so there was that. Um, another thing with Gamby, all of the miscellaneous ones have to do with Gamby. Um, another one is that he was at the store and gets like a little buzz or something like that to go downstairs. Uh, VP Cakes is down there and she's dying. And, you know, he asked her to tell him everything that she knows about um, green light and about the whole, you know, ASA stuff or whatever. You know, she doesn't have a lot of time or whatever, but she's like, man, I'm not going to tell you shit. Um, there is another scene, number three. We already talked about it, but he gives Anissa and Jeff a briefing on the clinic before they go to the, you know, to, to do their thing over at the clinic to, you know, protect the people over there. Um, and then the last thing is he checks on VP Cakes one more time and she's worse off than she was before. She actually tries to shoot him uh, with the gun that she had that, that was down there or whatever, but she missed. Um, and she continues to say that she didn't really know that Martin Proctor was so evil and, and everything that they were doing and all of that. Um, and she asked Gamby to cremate her. She didn't want to be buried. Um, and she uh, tells him that Tobias has that briefcase that we saw him get at the end of season one. This is the, the, the briefcase that they've been looking for. And Gabby was trying to ask her if he knows what's in it or what, you know, what to do with it and all that kind of stuff. But she died before um, she could answer the question. Um, and so that was the end of VP Cakes, man. Rest in peace, bae. You know what I'm saying? Are you surprised that he killed her and Cyanide off the season so early? Uh, yeah, I guess I am because Cyanide was such a big part of Tobias's thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so for her to be gone, yeah, that's that's kind of 
crazy that it happened so early you know yeah like you said it's it's the timing of it more so than the fact that it happened and yeah, far it makes as, me wonder if they're gonna who they're gonna replace them with. Yeah, Talia is not good at his job. So. No, not at all. But um, yeah, this, oh, his sister's dead too. Damn, Tobias losing people all around. Yeah, <laughs> and he had to kill that guy, um, that was in the wheelchair. That was it was either episode two or three. You know, we talked about before how he was trying to clean up some of the loose ends and and get rid of anything that would tie him to killing um, Jeff's dad. Where there was a scene in one of those two episodes where. He went to go see one of his old heads or whatever who's like in a I won't say a nursing home, but he's in like some kind of a hospital or, or whatever. Yeah, and I think it was a nursing home. Okay, he was in a nursing home. He was like in a wheelchair and all this kind of stuff. And he went to go talk to the guy and stuff like that. And, you know, they're having a pretty good conversation. And he was like, Yo, do you remember when, you know, we went to go kill um uh, you know, the guy, I forget Jeff's dad's name, but you know, we went to go kill uh Pierce and blah blah blah. And the man was like, yeah, I do remember that. And he was like, damn. He was like, see, that's the problem. You do remember. <laughs> and my man was like, oh, shit. I'm a liability now. Like, the fact that I remember that means that you're going to have to kill me. And he ended up snapping this nigga's neck. You know what I'm saying? So that's another person that seemed like he was actually, like, Tobias actually liked that guy. It seemed like he was cool with him and stuff like that. And he, he really didn't seem like he wanted to kill him. But he ended up having to do that. And there was also a detective, a dirty cop that he was working with. Um, and he got a, a a folder from that guy, like a manila, a manila envelope, rather, from that guy um, in, I think, episode two. And it had some information in it and stuff like that. He ended up shooting the, the dude after he gave him the, the envelope and then burned his car. So, you know, that goes back to them talking about Tobias, you know, really just kind of enact his plan to to free himself of uh being found guilty of uh of killing um Jeff's father. Um anything else you want to say about the Gamby stuff before we uh go to Tobias? No. All right, so the last person up, Tobias, um he talks to Handog in the interrogation room um early in the episode. Uh Henderson is so mad and stuff like that cuz he he knows that um, Tobias killed Jeff's dad and he knows that you know he's been destroying evidence like I just said killing people and you know tying up any loose ends and all that but he can't prove it and at one point he calls him a translucent freak I was like damn that's kind of hard hand you know what I'm saying um, next up uh, he talks to one of his crime partners um, one of the guys who runs one of the drug houses that Anissa hit and it was funny because the lawyer was actually in the room and he said you know how about a little bit of music so the lawyer gets these headphones he's like probably noise canceling headphones and puts them on so excuse me so he can't hear anything that Tobias and this man are saying um so it's plausible deniability on his on his end um but Tobias you know the guy tells him you know we got hit up by this girl and she was she had powers and blah 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 and he was saying, y'all, I want permission to kill this motherfucker. He was like, yeah, go ahead and kill her. And also, you know, um, set up some surveillance cameras around the clinic or whatever, because I want to see if we can catch Black Lightning. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been around and he's been doing this thing, but nobody knows who he is. I want to see if we can catch him on camera. We can find out who he is. Um, and so this conversation here is what actually makes the 
the clinic a target. We talked about that earlier, you know, um, Gabby telling Anissa that the clinic was now actually being targeted. It's because of this conversation because um, that guy was trying to get some payback and everything. Um, two more points and then we're done. Uh, he's released from prison um, after they can't prove that he had anything to do with, with killing Jeff's dad. Um, and as he's walking out, he tells the media that he basically wants to be a productive member of society. And it's been a 30-year journey. And he's glad that it's, you know, it's, it's all over with now. And that he hopes that they actually find the person who really killed Jeff's father um, so that Jeff and his family can find peace, um, you know, and, and get some closure for the situation. And Jeff is watching this um, on the news and, and his 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 eyes light up. And you know, what I'm saying his it, it was a cool effect because his eyes lit up, and then like he was having a drink, and the drink started like, like the electricity was going through the drink and shit. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty cool. That's a good drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My thing though is why would Henderson and the cops bring him in if they didn't have a slam dunk case? What did they think he was gonna come in there and admit his crimes? I don't know. I don't know. But that you was... know, even I know you don't bring in a like. A witness or somebody you think you who did it, yeah. unless you have conclusive facts and evidence and proof. The only proof they had was this is where Tobias is gonna be. Let's bring him in. That yeah. was literally all they had. Yeah, and that that was something that happened in um, I think it was episode three where they actually arrested Tobias. Um, the the cops went up and and arrested him. He was visiting a family member in a graveyard on a. Uh, in a uh, mausoleum or something like that and um they 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 got him they arrested him or whatever so that's how he ended up being you know in the police station to be interrogated and have all this stuff happen and then the last thing is you know after that press conference and all that he throws a party um with he and his people and he announces you know i'm back you know what i'm saying and that's that's the episode um any any final thoughts that you have uh, before we wrap up here um, Tobias is gonna play all of them like a fiddle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's de he's definitely gonna do that. Cause I feel like he allowed himself to get caught, so that they would go through this whole process of trying to um, prove, you know, that he did it, knowing that he had wiped everything clean, and knowing that they're gonna have to let me go after this. So now I can come back out into society. And I can be out in the open and stuff and do my thing. Yeah. So he's already been playing them, but it's only gonna get worse for the for the people for a while with him doing that. Yeah, and I need um I'm gonna need Gamby to sort of step up a bit. Yeah. Cause he's sort of been I feel like he's been letting them do what they wanna do or make decisions that they wanna make, even though he should know better. Uh-huh. Like the whole Anissa helping her rob the mafia. Yeah. You know, great uncle. Great. Like, I would I'd be like, look, my niece needs backup. My nephew needs backup. I'm there. But at the same time, like, he gotta, he's got to be like, y'all fucking up. I think part of that is him trying to, you know, show that he's sorry for, you know, being the ASA spotter and all that stuff that, you know, that they found out about him last season or whatever. I think part of that is him trying to, you know, trying to be friends again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, he'll have to tighten up. He'll definitely have to tighten up. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it, though. That's that's the episode, man. Um, 
Moji, let the people know where they can find you and check out your, your great podcast and all the work that you're doing out here on these internet streets. Well, first and foremost, I'm in your group, Look and Listen Podcast. Yep. Um, but if y'all want to find me, I'm on Twitter at BookDreamer01. You can come take a listen to my podcast, TV Movie Mistress. It's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, basically wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in TV Movie Mistress. Um, Outlander's back, so I cover a lot of like historical dramas, um, which is like Outlander and Poldark. And I also like a lot of like trashy contemporary stuff. So like Riverdale, which is amazing. Watch <laughs> um, yeah, I've never seen and it. And then I also like international <clears throat> dramas, like Korean dramas and Chinese dramas. And that's a thing. And then I do music groups. I do a lot. <laughs> she does a lot. <laughs> um, which is why I have no life currently. <laughs> but yeah, so come check out the podcast, TV Movie Mistress. Um, and come hang out with me on Twitter. Word, man. She's a cool person, so you should check her out. Give her five-star reviews on all the platforms and, you know what I mean, consume her content. Uh, me, you know, L Brothers Media, at Look Listen Pod on Twitter. Uh, I mentioned the Audible thing earlier, so for all you folks that want to listen to audio books, check that out. You know what I mean? You can use that link. Um, LBrothersMedia.com is the website. I need to update that shit, but... The website is still there, so you can see some things some things there. Uh, and if you have any feedback that you want to leave for these reviews or for any other uh, episodes of the podcast that I've done, the email address is looklistenpodfeedback at gmail.com. Please send us some emails. We haven't gotten any to this point. Send us some stuff for Black Lightning. Um, I think they said that the next episode won't air until November 13th, so... We won't have another episode to watch until then. We probably won't come back to review until maybe about episode seven or something like that. You know, we'll let a few more go by before we um, come back to review. But we'll do it the same way that we did this time. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. <clears throat> for election. Y'all, yeah. make sure you go vote unless you're Republican, then just stay your ass home. Right. Or um, or just vote Democrat for the first time. <laughs> you might do that. That's definitely also an option. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess the show will be back on the 21st. No, I said the 13th, so I guess that'll be next no, week. No, they're off the, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. They're back the 13th. So yeah. Actually, just the 7th. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, so there won't be another episode until then, but like I said, we'll take a few episodes off and just kind of watch them. And then, you know, as I said um, earlier, we'll just do a um, the same way that we did this one, sort of cover some of the highlights and major points of um, the episodes that we sort of skipped over. And then we'll do a character by character for probably episode seven, or eight, whichever one we uh, come back for. Um, and hopefully by then we we'll have some emails from some of y'all about, you know, feedback and, and things. Like I said last time, you know, there might be some things that you want to talk about specifically from those other episodes that we kind of just lightly touch on. But if you got something that you want to talk about specifically, like, oh, yo, when Lynn said this or when this happened or whatever like that, then go ahead and say, you know, hit that email and, then, you know, we can talk about those things while we cover um, the episodes that we need to cover or whatever. So. That's pretty much it. I am going to let Miss Moji go on and enjoy the rest of her Sunday. This is a Sunday that we're recording on. Um, and that'll be it, man. So, yeah, I'll holler at y'all next time. Look and listen podcast. We are Audi 5000. What, what? Bye, y'all.
everybody come save us. Black lightning's back, come to shock the haters. Another way beside these guns and crack. Nighttime suit up, this for payback. This our Superman Robin and the bat. Step back, you might get shocked off of contact. This was for the hood, this for being black. We ain't got no hope, they killing every day. I mean, we need you in every way. We need results, we don't need to see your face. Here we come just to say the day. Here we come just in perfect timing. To help the needy and guide the blind. Last night I saw a superhero, he was black. He said, This is for the street, black lightning's back. We pray at night for the helpless. Hoping you get us through breakfast. Wishing somebody come save us. Black lightning's back, come to shock the haters. Shocking guys, putting them all in line. About time somebody came down here and dealt with crime. Not just the gangsters, the police is out of line. So there's no trust, they don't understand our trouble. I don't know him myself, but do we come from struggle? Cause I'm like no superheroes around here, bruh. I'm like, he gotta be one of us. Gotta understand the hate and the distrust. Restore the feeling, put the love in us. My partner say I'm high, I must be smoking something. I said you're right, I know the change, I know I'm feeling something. Stand up for something, or fall for anything. Lightning came with no rain. I saw a superhero last night, he was black. He said, this is for the hood, black lightning's back. 